everyone to episode 42 of Down to Play. I'm your host, Next Gen Player. For this special edition of the show, I'll be giving you my final review of Returnal on PlayStation 5. I put in over 50 hours into the game, and I just have so much to say. And I just want to begin by saying a big thank you to PlayStation for providing an early copy of the game. Thank you so much. It's been such a fun pleasure to play this game. And I want to do something a little bit different. Usually I script out the episodes, but I, I thought, you know what? I put in so many hours of this game. Let's just do this right up the top of my head, completely unscripted. So who knows what I'm going to end up saying in this episode, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I've already done a lot of other content for Returnal. So episode 41, there was a preview if you want to check out that. I also did some live streams on Twitch, so you can check out those as well. And I also did a couple of Q&As on my Twitter account, NextGenPlayer, so you can check those out as well. And I will give one warning before I get into the review, which is, of course, I will be discussing elements of the game. So there is a slight spoiler warning. I'm going to do my best to not give away some of the main story beats. and But of course, I'll be talking about my experience throughout the game. So if you want to make sure that everything is completely new and fresh and that you don't know anything going into the game then, you know, maybe this isn't the review for you because I'm going to be talking a little bit about the mid-game and the late-game stuff that I experienced. And you know what? I'm also going to break format because I'm going to give my review score right off the top because everybody wants to know what is the score of Returnal. People have been asking me on Twitter. I see there's Reset Era threads and Reddit threads where everyone is just so interested about this game. So I'm going to tell you this game is amazing. It's a 9.5 out of 10 for me. It's almost a perfect game. I wish I could give it a 10 out of 10. I'll explain why as I get in. I would say, looking at what I played so far in 2021, Returnal is my favorite game. Hitman 3 was my number one game of the year so far. Returnal has toppled that game. It's now my favorite game. This is the game of the year runner for me so far. And you know we'll see how the rest of the year plays out. But... This game absolutely blew my expectations uh, out of the water. I was expecting a pretty decent game because it's housemark. I didn't quite know what to think of the game looking at the marketing that Sony's done. I don't think they've necessarily marketed it the way that they should have because, you know, it looks sort of like, you know, your standard sci-fi shooter on an alien world. But, of course, this has roguelike elements and it's super challenging, like, People have been comparing it to Dark Souls. I don't think it's as tough as Dark Souls. I don't think it's even close to Dark Souls. But um, but it is a difficult game because in Returnal, when you die, that is it. Your run is finished. You go back to the beginning. You have everything is reset. So all the health gains that you've got, all the items you've got, everything resets. There are a few permanent things that I, I'll talk about in just a minute, but... For the most part, everything resets and you are back at the beginning. So that reason alone makes it a pretty challenging game. You've got to play it really strategically. You've got to really think ahead. You can't rush into to rooms. You have to, you know, check your health, make sure that you get all the collectibles in every single room, like just sweep it before you go on to the next, because you never know what's behind the next door. And if that enemy or if, if that room takes you out because of the the dangers in that room then like i said you're back at the beginning so all right so jumping into my review i'm just gonna break it down there's a few key things i want to talk about graphically 
this game is so stunning. It's just incredible. I mean, we know that it's 60 frames per second and ray tracing. Um, I won't get into the technical elements because I, I just don't have the capability of analyzing it from a technical perspective. But from my eyes, this game is so gorgeous. The lighting is awesome. There's six different biomes. So you're going to go to, you've got abandoned ruins, which is sort of like in this like in like jungly area, caves and all that. There are a desert, a desert biome. There is a snow biome. There's a, a underwater biome. Like there's just so much. And, and all of these biomes have their own unique look. You know, the snow is like, you know, all these awesome shades of blue. The, the desert is just like fiery red. Like everything just looks amazing. But the, the real graphical standout for this game is this is essentially a bullet hell game. And enemies can literally fill the entire screen with neon bullets. And it's just like, it's amazing. It's like a, a rainbow of bullets because... Enemies can shoot out blue and green and yellow and like all of these different colors and they'll shoot out 50 bullets at you, 100 bullets and you've and there's multiple enemies. So you could have hundreds of bullets coming at you all at once and it's just, it's absolutely and utterly overwhelming from a graphical perspective. So definitely top notch for that. Dual sense integration, holy, there's so much to talk about here. The raindrops, you can feel it through the controller as soon as you walk out of the ship. You basically, you crash land on this alien planet called Atropos, and you feel, like, you can feel each individual raindrop in the controller. It's absolutely amazing. And pretty much anything you do, you feel it. When you pick up an item, your controller, like, rumbles to, to show you, like, the power of what you're picking up. When you're reloading and when you're shooting, you're going to feel it throughout the, the whole controller um, when you do things like use keys or even when enemies make rumbling noise, sometimes like even just their voice, like the wave ripples go th goes through your controller. It is so, like if you played Astro's Playroom, this game is just as good. I think it's actually better. Um, there, are, there are even elements on the HUD that you don't even have to pay attention to because you can just sort of feel it through the controller. Like an example is, when uh, for each of the guns that you have, all of your guns have an alt fire. So you can like, you might have like, you know, a regular assault rifle, but it might have homing missiles as its alt weapon. And when the alt weapon is recharging, you can actually like when it's fully recharged, your controller will actually vibrate in a very specific way. So you don't even have to look at the recharge meter on your HUD. You just, you can feel it. You just know when your alt weapon is ready to fire. And it's so, like, it's just a, a amazing that, that it communicates so much information through the controller. I really, I haven't felt anything like it. This is, I mean, we all know that the DualSense is the next generation of controllers. It's, it's just, it's the next leap. You know, it's so far advanced compared to any other controller out there. And this game absolutely delivers on that front. In terms of the story... So you play as Selene. She's uh, basically like an astronaut that uh, she crash, crash lands on Atropos. She flies this ship called the Helios. She's part of a group called Astra. And the story beats are, they're told in very unique ways. So you've got, for example, you find logs as you're traveling throughout Atropos. And it's interesting because the logs are actually found on corpses of Selene. So 
it's basically like you have to imagine she's done a run she uh she she's you know she's perished she's deceased but before she dies she logs you know what what just happened to her before she died and so there's uh, i think there is uh if i recall 65 different logs i've got about 57 of them um so i'm almost done completing all the logs and what's really interesting is that you actually like i've done runs where i've played through almost the entire game and you don't find all the logs the first time so the logs are sort of like the every every single biome that you go to is randomly generated so there's random rooms um and uh you're gonna find random logs so you might actually have to beat the game several times to find the logs and to find some of the other collectibles in the game another way the story is told is th walking through the house i'm sure everyone's seen the trailers there it's just so interesting because everything on this planet is alien like but there is one house that looks like something like a 1980s american house right and uh and and she, like it's it's basically her house that she grew up in and uh you yeah you go in there and there's some story elements to it i won't really get into it too much everything is from first person what i will say is that they're super creepy um i don't i wouldn't say they're like horror but they're definitely like more on the, along the lines of thrillers um i would say that it you know it keeps you on the edge uh, it reminds me a lot i would say of pt so you like that game you are gonna love this and there are a lot of different house sequences i don't actually know the final number because i haven't uh, i haven't seen them all i think there's like one left that i haven't got but uh i've seen i believe six so far and i think again there might be one more so seven in total i think and another way that you get some storytelling is you can also sleep inside the helios and when you do that you get to see sort of like flashbacks and flash forwards of things that have happened to Celine, so you could sort of see things that happened before she landed on the uh, the sorry the on the planet um or things that are going to happen to her in the future on this planet which is pretty interesting and yeah there's just so many interesting elements there's like some strange astronaut which i won't really get into too much but uh but you know the astronaut plays a, a key role within the story and i think some of it's going to be left up to interpretation they don't really the game doesn't really, you know, hold your hand through the story. There's certain things that you have to sort of, you have to guess at. You have to use your imagination to find out what's really happening here. Um, and yeah, but over overall, super engaging. And I just, I cannot wait to hear all the fan theories about this game after people get a chance to play the whole game. In terms of guns, wow, there are so many guns in this game. It's just the first couple of hours when you play, you're going to have some pretty basic guns. So you start off with a, with a pistol. It's really underpowered. I really don't like the pistol. Um, but you end up getting things like the carbine, which is basically like an AR. You get uh, rocket launchers. You get like sticky bombs. You, there's there's all kinds. There's one of my favorites is this gun that shoots out these tethers, and you shoot out like two or three tethers, and then they link, and uh, electricity goes through them. So you can like you can basically like set up tether traps to just fry enemies as they walk through it super super fun the other thing that i like is that all of the guns have perks so you can have for example like the carbine i, I said they might have a, a perk that is called harden which gives you a 10 percent increase to your protection or it could have leeching rounds which maybe every 20 or so shots that you fire off one is going to leech health back to you so there's basically like the perks are all random 
So you're going to find weapons all over the place. They're going to have random perks. So you might want to, you know, swap and upgrade your weapons based on, you know, what's best for you. For me, I would say the the leeching rounds in the carbine is like an absolute must have, especially when you're fighting bosses. You might shoot, you know, hundreds of times for bosses and you might get healed, you know, 10, 15 times through the leech round. So it can just keep on topping up your health as you fight. But I also found that the grenade launcher there's a bunch of different upgrades for that. That is just so incredibly powerful. It's if you want to just take out enemies as fast as possible, the grenade launcher is definitely for you. So there's another element for the gunplay too. It's called adrenaline. And adrenaline has five different levels. I believe it's every three enemies that you kill, you increase at one level. Every time you gain a level, you get some more perks. Like you might get heightened vision that shows you where the enemies are in the, the area. You might get a stronger melee attack. You might be able to double the amount of obelites that you collect from enemies. Obelites is essentially a currency that you use to cash in to buy various items in the game. And the biggest thing that the biggest advantage to adrenaline is it gives you homing plasma shots. So every level you get one extra homing shot. So if you can get up to level five, you're going to shoot off five homing shots. And those are, first of all, they're, they're powerful. But they're homing too, so you can, you know, you can like shoot them around corners and stuff like that to really take out some enemies. So, a great system, and uh, yeah, absolutely love the gunplay in this game. Last thing I'll mention is there's a system called weapon proficiency. So as you go, you're gonna increase your weapon proficiency as your proficiently proficiency uh, increases levels. You're going to find more powerful weapons um, throughout the environment. So you definitely want to top up. Um, I believe that the level cap for proficiency is level 30. That's the highest that I've got so far. Um, and you get some super powerful weapons once you've got that high level proficiency. Okay, so moving on to items. There are so many items in this game too. There's things called resin, which is going to either restore your health or increase your max health. There's keys. There's consumables. So there's all kinds. There's, geez, I, I try to think of these things. The full number but there's probably 30 to 40 at least um different consumables they they could do different things like they can repair, repair your health they can turn obelites into health they can uh you know remove malfunctions or take off parasites off to, to essentially cleanse your body um of, of these like you know negative effects um and yeah there's just so many and then eventually what you're going to do is you're going to unlock more slots to hold consumables so you start with one and i've got it up to three now so i can hold three different consumables and definitely that makes a huge advantage in your game because you can now can hold like multiple health regens and, and just multiple items to really uh you know give you the advantage while you're playing um in terms of uh, other items so there's artifacts artifacts are permanent items for that current run so if you die you lose the artifacts, but the artifacts can do certain things like they could, uh, you know, re uh, regen your health. They could give you 20% more damage. They could, uh, you know, increase your protection. There's just all different kinds. And again, there's just, there's so many of them as well. So as you progress, you're going to be unlocking more artifacts, which will help you in later runs. And the last thing that I'm going to mention is the parasite system. And that is probably my favorite of the bunch. Parasites are really, really beneficial. They give you a positive perk and a negative perk. So you, you could get a parasite that regens your health once you get low, 
but it's going to have the disadvantage of leaving acid pools after you kill an enemy, which can damage you. So they always have a positive and a negative. You, you have to like really strategically think about like, you know, can I, can I take on that negative? Like, is that positive, you know, good enough that I, I you know, it's a must have and I must take it. And you can equip up to five different parasites at, during one run. So you can get a lot of different perks. So then there's suit upgrades as well. Suit upgrades are permanent upgrades that you get. So if you die your next run, you're going to keep the upgrades. I do like the upgrades, but one of the reasons why I, I am giving the game the 9.5 out of 10, not 10 out of 10, is because I thought that the upgrades were not as good as what I would expect. So you get things like, I mentioned the alt fire, that's one of them. You get a grapple hook, which is super, super important. Let's you, um, you know, progress to new areas and, and reach new spots so you can get new items. There's also perks like, uh, you know, the ability to walk underwater, um, or sorry, to breathe underwater, or to walk on lava. And all of those are, you know, they're, they're obviously, like, super beneficial. They let you explore new areas, get new items, get new weapons, etc. But I was hoping that there would be a little bit more... Uh, for the upgrades, like maybe you can get like, you know, damage protection, you know, like a better suit that gives you, you know, 10% or 25% damage protection. Um, maybe, you know, there's ability that, that lets you double dash or or double jump, right? Like I was hoping that there'd be a few of those. There's there's not. Um, so again, like the suit upgrades are, are super useful, but they don't really help future runs all that much. And that's kind of dis disappointing because... You know, sometimes I'd play the game for three hours, I would die, but I would get one upgrade, but I wouldn't feel like my next run, I really have, you know, a major advantage over the previous run. Like, I'm pretty much, you know, the same power that I had before. I would say the grapple hook is, you know, the one exception, but everything else, um, you know, doesn't feel like it's a really powerful upgrade. So that's kind of a disappointment there. In terms of the game time, so, geez... People have been asking me left, right, and center, how long is Returnal? How long? Well, just like any other roguelite, it really depends. It depends. Like, if you get lucky, if you have a good run, you might be able to beat Returnal in 10 hours, right? If you're just, if you're super good, you just go all the way through all the biomes. I would say every biome, if if you want to do 100%, probably about 45 minutes to an hour at least. And so, yeah, like, but the thing, the thing is, is like, you're going to die. Like, everyone is probably going to die. Like, it's really hard to do it in one run. So you're going to do, like, I think I've died somewhere around, like, 30 times now. So my, I would say, in order to actually beat the game, I would it would take you about 25 to 30 hours. That is, the thing is, that, though, the game is divided up into different acts. So you've got Act 1, Act 2, and Act 3. At the end of each act, it almost feels like the game is going to finish. Um... But it doesn't. It, it restarts. But I would say, like, you know, each of those those acts took me around 10 to 15 hours. And uh, and yeah, so I, I would say, like, you're, you're looking at at least 30 hours. But the other thing, too, there is so much endgame content. So I actually have not 100% completed the game. I, I've, I've essentially beat it. I've seen the credits. But there's post-game content. And I, essentially, there's, like, various items that you have to collect. Um, so you have to go back and essentially replay the game probably a few more times to collect all these other items to get sort of, like, the true ending of the game. And I've done, I would say, about, like, 75% of that. So I'm almost about to get the true ending of the game. It's going to, again, I would say 50 hours to do all the endgame content. 
Um, and, and this is a game that I think people are going to just keep on playing. Like, I'm not, even once I beat the game, I'm going to keep on playing because I want to just, it's just fun to play moment to moment. Um, like any rogue, you know, good roguelike, like, uh, like Hades or Dead Cells. Um, so I can easily see myself putting in a hundred hours for this game. So in terms of getting value for your money, like absolutely, you know, top notch, you're going to, you're going to have so much fun. Um, and I just, the last thing I want to talk about in this review is the, uh, the difficulty. So uh, people have been saying all these things about how it's so hard. It's so hard. You know what it is like, it's a hard game, but I've had runs that have lasted four hours or five hours, right? My typical run in the game, I would say, is about two to three hours. Um, sometimes I get unlucky and I die within the first hour, but that's pretty rare. Um, and and yeah, like I, I would say, like you know, I, I'm not. I would say like I'm a pretty good gamer in terms of my my skill overall. Like I'm not. I wouldn't say like I'm pro level. I'm, I'm not like super super skilled. There's definitely gamers that are way more skilled than I am. If I can beat the game. Um, I think a lot of people can beat the game, to be honest. It's, it's, uh, you just have to, again, you have to play it like really strategically. You have to keep on, you know, trying to make a little bit of progress every time so you unlock more consumables, more artifacts, more suit upgrades that are going to help you out in later runs. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I think it's definitely challenging if I were to, 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 you know, compare it to say like, you know, Demon Souls or Dark Souls, I would say it's far, far less. Um, if I was to compare it to Hades, I would even say that it was less difficult than Hades because Hades, I remember like I played something like 25 hours of, of Hades. I kept on making it to the final boss. He was just so hard. He just kept on killing me. I eventually flicked on that. Uh, what is that? There's that perk that gives you like 1% um, extra defense for every time you die. I eventually had like a couple runs after that. I eventually beat him. But I mean, like, yeah, that game took me something like 30 runs before I could finally beat it. For Returnal, I beat the game probably in about 15 or 20 runs in total. So definitely a hard game. But, you know, like I said, if I can beat it, lots of other people can beat it as well. So that about, you know, wraps up my thoughts. I'm going to be talking a lot more on Twitter. I'm going to be doing some more live streams in the days and weeks ahead. So stay tuned for that. So thank you so much. Again, I'm going to give Returnal a 9.5 out of 10. It's my current game of the year. Sony and Housemark have knocked it out of the park. I hope that this game succeeds. It would be an absolute and utter shame for this game not to succeed. It is so good. It is such high quality. And I am excited to see all the reviews. And I'm even more excited, way more excited to hear what you have to say about Returnal. So definitely send me your messages, send me your tweets, go to Next Gen Player on Twitter. Let me know what you're thinking when you play Returnal. Are you enjoying it? Are you not enjoying it? What do you love? What do you not like? I want to hear it all. So thanks again. So that's game over for this episode. I'm Next Gen Player. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Next Gen Player and follow our official podcast Twitter account at Down to Play Cast. We are always down to play.